Take it away, Nickel Juice. Another episode of Let's Rewatch, a show where we like to watch movies we loved in our youth and see if there's still any good. My name's Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. And I'm Ash. Excellent. Party on, Wayne. Wrong movie. <laughs> That's the one that we need to do. I know. Hold on. Stop. Changing the movie. Yes, we're watching Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. This is a great intro. We're it? nailing this. Yes. Do you want to start over? My, my brain is soft from the heat. <laughs> so you guys want to watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure from 1989? Oh, heck yes, I totally do. Totally yes. Yeah. So we're going back. Because it won the poll, right? The Twitter yeah. poll. Good job, Twitter. So Good job. What was in the poll? What was in the poll? It really Hold let on. me down, Twitter. For like the second time in a row, I put the Matrix on there. And y'all didn't pick it. Sam really yeah. wants to watch The Matrix. I want to watch The Matrix. I really want to watch Running Man on the next poll. Running Man was also on a poll once and did not win. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have like a loser's bracket poll here. Yeah. We should pick the movies that we each want to watch the most that have never gone up there. I feel like that's what we did this time because it was Space Jam, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Mean Girls, The Matrix. And Bill and Ted won by a landslide with 42%. I'm surprised Space Jam didn't do better. I expect you to insert guitar noises every time we say something about like Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure. Is that what guitars sound like to you? I just realized something. It's like, you know how the music from, what's the Sleepy Time movie? Ha, ha, ha. What? Inception. Oh, what? the music from Inception. Wait, wait, wait. What? Sleepy Time movie? It's just really, really. You know, Sleepy Time T really should have done a time promotional. So the music from Inception is just really, really slowed down from an original, from an existing piece of music. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. And I can't remember. It's a French piece. I can't remember what it's they called. They play it a lot in the movies. movies. Yeah. Oh, right. So is from Bill and Ted, the guitar sound effect, is it just a very fast version of the weasel? Ew. <laughs> Take it back. No. No. So we're going to visit again with our, our old pal Keanu. I like Keanu. We can keep him. Okay. Paul yeah. Shore, we're ditching you. Canal. This is like I think this is Keanu's second significant movie. He done he had done he, he had, done he done, he done, done did, good son. He, he done, done did what? a lot of stuff previous to this, but like really small things. Like what was that poster we saw? Teenage oh, Teenage Dream. Teenage Dream. Yeah, if you want to hmm. see like seventeen year old Keanu with no shirt, look at the poster for Teenage Dream. He was the first uh, dude you're getting a Dell guy. <gasps> was he really? <laughs> <laughs> I think I that was, was before like, Dells. <laughs> so yeah, this his first like major movie was Dangerous Liaisons. Yep. And then this was 1989, which that's when I was one. Me too. Years old. Wow. That's when your parents won you at the carnival. <laughs> yes. We're taking them home. So I have an important question about Keanu for you guys. Okay. How old is Keanu? 
Currently yeah. or in Bill and Ted? Right now, today. Late 50s, he's, I think. No, he. I'm. Mm, my guess is somewhere like 48, 49. I think if the internet is to be believed, he's uh, several hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> we see pictures of him from throughout the eras. <laughs> right, yeah. Being sat on right. a park bench. I think he's older than we think he is. I want to go with... 100? I want to go with 52. Secretly... 52. Secretly, Ash. I said late 50s. Brett, you are the closest. He is 53 years young. Fuck. Oh, man. Yeah, can you believe wow. that? Wow. Yeah, he is John Wicking in his 50s. Good for him. He looks a lot better than the other guy that's doing action shit in his 50s. Tom Snooze. Tom oh, yeah. Snooze. Tom yeah. Cruise. So, did you guys. Tom Snooze. <laughs> did you guys see the mummy? PM. No. Did I talk about this? No, let's hear it. They're, How they're, bad? Saw the Mummy? Of course. I love those movies. But you knew this wasn't going to be good. Of course. I rented it. This to I didn't go to the theater. But there's a scene where Russell Crowe is talking about wait, how- Russell Crowe's in it? Oh, yeah. Russell Crowe is Dr. Jekyll in this film. Wait, wait. Dr. Jekyll's in the Mummy? Oh, they're making a whole connected universe. Oh, man. And Russell Crowe is saying to Tom Cruise, you know, a younger man like you, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile- Tom Cruise is older than Russell Crowe by two years. And he looks Yeah. It. He, it is clear. It's like a 50-year-old or 55-year-old dude. He looking rough at this point. Well, he's do, looking do, good okay. for a 55-year-old guy. The veneer is sure. wearing, But though. he is still trying to pretend that he's 30 years old. He's, he's yeah. a rough 30. So, so, <laughs> so you know Amy Schumer's sketch, The Last Fuckable Day, with... Oh yeah, uh, I haven't seen this. With uh, very good. What's her name? Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah? When are dudes' last fuckable days? I know they make the point that they don't have it, but he needs one. Tom Cruise. We need to retire Tom Cruise. He needs a last fuckable day. I mean, it's past. He I is think... a middle-aged woman. <laughs> I think yeah. if you judge Tom Cruise based on normal people, he's looking really good. But if you gauge him based on the inflated ego that he presents to the world. Then all of your spite right now is is justified. And if but you he, gauge him on Scientology terms, he looks amazing. Yeah, I I'm, mean he's so pure, so <laughs> pure, guys, so clear. Yeah, no doubt. Tom Cruise is in better shape than me. Uh, but oh yeah, better shape than me for sure. But yeah, he's no, I'm just kidding. Not me. I could out squat that guy probably. He's he's not looking as young <laughs> as he wants to be. I think. Yeah, and that's that's the thing I I take issue with. You know. The character in The Mummy, like, they never say it, but it's clear that character's supposed to be, like, 30 years old. Mm. And he's just not, you know? And Harrison Ford does stuff that is age-appropriate and, Mm -hmm. you know, and is great. He's fantastic. Like, I I just saw um, American Made. Yeah, you saw good. it? Yeah, yeah. For for free. Oh. Uh, thanks to not our sponsor, MoviePass. <laughs> um, MoviePass. Go fuck yourself until you give us money. But yeah, he kind of like, the whole movie, he looked like Tom Cruise wearing like a younger Tom Cruise mask. Like there was a lot of makeup on him. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I felt that way in the trailer. Like his face just looked weird. Something was wrong. Yeah. With his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go see that movie again with you, Ash, because like there was just so much stuff technically wrong with the movie, but I'm not sure, like I can't put my finger on like why every scene was bad, but it was technical reasons. And so I want to, I want to go with you and and hear you rip it up. Okay. 
Which is another sad thing, because I was such a big fan of the Mission Impossible TV series, where you had like an older guy as the team leader, and all of these younger people in the team doing their specialized stuff. They could have evolved this to the point where Mission Impossible 6 could have been Tom Roll, Tom Cruise playing that role as the old team leader guy. Tom Roll is like <laughs> a worse version of Rick Roll. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> This movie is terrible. The only thing we can do to make it good is put Tom Tom Cruise in it. Let's Tom roll it. That's when you click on a link, but it actually turns out it's a video of Tom Cruise skating across the room in his underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Tom roll. You just got Tom rolled. Yes. But this isn't a movie with Tom Cruise. We're going to watch Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Keanu's great in, in his 50s. Yes, you he's know, so yeah. much better. I'm I'm cool with like, you know, John Wick is past his prime and still holding on. You know, that's good for that character. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't see that film. Was it good? I've heard it's really good. I saw the first one, it was fantastic. Never got around to the second one. Oh, it's, there there are two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's one is of those, the second one spoiler alert. The one where they kill his dog and the first, that's one. The first one. Oh it's the plot the of the first one. Action. Oh my god. They killed his dog and he's like Fuck that, and then that's I mean, great, if somebody though. killed Cherub or Spencer, we'd probably go John Wick on them. Oh, I oh, was I literally just telling Brett that yesterday <laughs> that if somebody killed my dog, I would God, fucking I murder see Sam them. Sam Rampage, and it turns into this whole action movie. She turns into a She Hulk. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, she can squat more than Tom Cruise, guys. Tom Cruise, if you're listening, dude, let's go squat challenge. Bring it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, of course, our other huge star is international superstar Alex Winter. <laughs> right. I was just going to say, what else has this dude done? <laughs> well, he was, he was one of the Lost Boys. Oh. And that's about it. They never found him. Like, I can't really tell you anything else that he's been in. I think he was great in Lost Boys, but I think he's good in these movies. But, yeah, not much that we've seen from Alex Winter. But we also have George Carlin. What? Oh yeah! Seriously? I guess I you forgot. Don't remember that? He's a guy. I didn't remember that. Yeah. He is a guy. Yes. He's the guy. Oh. Oh, the guy. Yeah, you remember the guy? Yeah, the guy. Mm. And is he Socrates? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you remember Socrates, but you don't remember who played him? Yeah. Do you like uh, Socrates on your salad? That's what that sounds like to me. Sounds oh. like. Something you might eat. Hey, um, it sounds like a great name for a crepe place. So crepes. So crepes. So crepes. So crepes or, or sounds like place. a knockoff container store. Yeah. Oh. So crepes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this film is directed by Stephen Herrick, who we've, he's not, he's definitely one of those names that you don't remember, um, but we've seen him before. He directed Mighty Ducks. Oh, oh, great. Oh, no. Um, this one? does not bode well. Yeah, danger, danger. Oh, man. Uh, critter, critters, Don't Tell Mom the oh. Babysitter's Dead. Oh, oh. oh my God. Is that on our list? It should be. I'm adding it now. We don't could. Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead or Critters? Don't Tell Mom. Now, yeah, when I, I think love of that movie. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, there's like this trilogy. It's like Don't Tell Mom, um, Adventures in Babysitting, and mm-hmm. My Stepmother's an Alien. They're like all oh. movies of a similar flavor. Interesting. Oh, I just remember Earth Girls Aren't Easy was the other one I wanted to add. Oh. That's the one. Yeah, that would be super fun. 
and Johnny Dangerously. Oh, and The Fly, which I think has been on our list for a while, right? Yeah, Yeah, Fly is great. Fly is from like original list. Um, I was going to mention it during the last episode's outro and forgot. And since I'm thinking about it, I'm going to mention it. Um, We're like well into year three of podcast and we've never mentioned it on the show. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is... This one might be like episode nine or ten of year three. Wow. Wow. Happy third year birthday. Let's rewatch. Yeah. Wow. Three years. Thanks for sticking with us, Ralph. (laughs) (laughs) We really owe you one, dude. Thanks for being our listener. Traveling traveling down the road and back again. And everyone else. So I, I don't think we can watch this movie without acknowledging fast times at Ridgemont high. I've never seen it. And adding it to the list again. (laughs) Yeah. So that movie I've never seen. I've had many opportunities to see it. Uh, when I was younger, the uh, local movie store always had like a copy prominently displayed on the aisle. You walk down when you go into the store and the cover of that VHS box, like grossed me out. Why? Okay. What uh, is do you it? remember? It's the dude's face. Just it, You just can't stand his it's, face? Which dude? The one that uh, exposed the drug lord. Wait, spoiler Jesus. That's a real life spoiler. Oh. Champagne. Oh. Exposed the drug lord? Yeah, that guy that was the drug lord. And Champagne's like, I'll come and interview you in, in South America. And then the FBI was fucking watching it and busted him. And Champagne busted the drug. That. Yeah. He looks normal. Oh my god, no, it's no, he does so it. horrible. Looks really long. That one. That's the one Nick's Nick's got it. He looks he looks Which like one? he's fifty years old. I mean As he a, was a little old to be playing a high school kid. So it it was really creepy. You don't think he looks like he's like fifty already in that photo? Well we've this, gotta look here. This one he looks like super Barbie doll photoshopped like the girls look that's real and he that's that creeps me the fuck out so we we know that I'm bad at math wait so. can we oh sorry I was just gonna say I I just I did not know that that was Sean Penn until just now yeah me neither <laughs> so he's 22 there unless my math is failing me again Uh-oh. what's what's the year he's born 1960 okay what's the year the movie came out 1982 yep there you go 22 Nick does math on our podcast. Math Welcome to the math segment. Of the What's podcast. sad is that the art student did better math than you. <laughs> Just... Well, I'm a communication. I was a communication student. All right. He maybe. reads the scripts, not writes them. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do write the scripts. But anyway, um, so I I think that this that Bill and Ted as characters were very much based on Sean Penn and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Hmm. Yeah, I okay. can see that. I think they wanted. Like some people saw that character and thought, "All right, we want to make a movie just with that guy." But wasn't that just the stereotypical, like, like scene then? Of it, we were transitioning into a time period where it was like trendy to be dumb. Well, I think it's supposed to be that. I think we're still transitioning. To that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've we've fully transitioned. We've got <laughs> full idiocracy. Yeah. Well, I think it was supposed to be this this valley surfer guy character yeah that we got a little bit of it in encino man you know with the weeds (laughs) was encino man before this that's a good question and they're definitely both after fast times so fast times i think really establish a specific 
persona to that valley surfer guy. Mm-hmm. And Sean Penn created that. And everything has been building off of those blocks from there. So this is meant to be, I think, the comedy version of that. But what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is that character was already a stereotype in real life. Was Fast Times at Richmond High not a comedy? It was not, no. What? No. Oh, my God. I, I thought what this is whole it, What time? is that? I got to go watch it then. Well, it's, I always thought it was a comedy, too. Me, too. No, it's, it's like this kind of... It's not that stark. It's not that realistic. But it's kind of meant to be this stark exploration of what modern high school life was in early huh. 1980s. Um, so is it like the mean girls of its time? Well, even Mean Girls is a little whimsical and funny. Yeah. And this yeah. wasn't quite that. It oh. was, it was definitely more serious. fucked up on that advertising. Yeah. yeah. The Fast Times, we could do that whole thing as an episode, but it's fascinating. I'm a huge Cameron Crowe fan. Cameron Crowe famously was a writer for Rolling Stone when he was like his, you know, maybe 18 years old. I can't remember. And he lied to them and told them he was like in his mid-20s and they hired him as a staff columnist and he went on tour with all these bands. It's basically the story that you see in Almost Famous. Isn't that also the story of... uh uh, Elizabeth Don't tell mom the Banks' Banks's character in yeah a little bit <laughs> yeah. in Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Uh, also, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh, really? I don't yeah. remember that movie. The uh-huh. oldest daughter does that. Oh. She like lies about her age and takes her mom's resume and gets a job. But also because he was so he looked so young, he did this thing where he went to high school and enrolled in high school in his mid twenties. And then wrote this amazing book about this is what your kids are doing in high school right Wait, now. There's like a lot of TV really shows that use yeah. that as a plot, too. Yeah, but well, that's Cameron Crowe's real life. There's never been Kissed, which wow. is pretty much that same exact plot. Yeah, and this is he it's, did that for real. And it's that's, interesting to think how that would just never happen in today with like the internet and fact-checking. Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious. You might be able to do it. You could probably well, not me. in high school. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, we were out to dinner oh, no. like a week or two ago with, with Sam's parents, and uh, sh- she ordered a wine, and he's like, can I see your ID? And Sam's mom's like, how old do you think she is? And he's like, uh, I don't know, like 17. Oh, my <laughs> Like, at God. least give me the benefit of the doubt that I'm of legal drinking age, please. No. Why does that upset you? Sam's going to be okay. sad that people don't think she's an adult until they think she's an adult. And then she's like, but I want to look young again. No, it's it's being a girl. You get taken seriously. <laughs> never. And then when you look young, you. Yeah, it's even worse. It's even worse. Mm. And it's like, I'm not a stupid little kid. Stop treating me like it. <laughs> That's why it makes me mad. Okay, so okay honey, it's time can we get to time. the podcast now? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm a grown-up. <laughs> it's not even funny. It's gonna take your white male privilege and shove it up your ass. <laughs> oh! Burn! It's cool, I got more. Uh, <laughs> got all white, I need. You have more white male privilege? <laughs> so, so much. Oh, I got buckets yeah. and buckets. Yeah, he just got his 23 and me back and he's not a minority, so... Suck it. <laughs> oh, you're not Mexican after all? Uh, all this all this time, my mom was right. We're Spanish. Yeah, that fool's white. Condolences. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe this is a great movie against all odds. This should be a steaming pile of garbage. It really should. Yeah. 
but it's not. I think it's really fun. And to be honest, I I did not have any part in the poll. I've seen this kind of recently, definitely within the past five years. Um, So it's not super fresh in my mind, but I remember it being quite good. Um, I remember the opening scene, you know, just like as the opening credits are rolling on screen, being irrationally enjoyable. It's it's weird. I'm ready. Like everything you look at in this movie should be dumb and low quality and terrible, and it's like, wow, this is really fun. You see, I think I'm there with you because, like, my brain is like, you're not gonna like this movie at all. It's gonna be a, like a, a a trash movie, and it's yeah. but it's the kind it's the kind of trash where like you're driving by and like someone threw out a working like flat screen TV, and you're just gonna pick it up and then you have a new TV, uh, and it was trash. But man, you're gonna get get a good use out of it. This uh, is an oddly specific example. Yeah, what? <laughs> an, an extremely accurate description of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, this, uh, it was yeah. excellent. No, I've I've so uh, am on board with the with the quality trash metaphor. It's so it so easily could have slipped into dude. Where's my car? Yes. Oh, like it could have been. That movie can't hold up, can it? I but I would I also make so. the case that Dude Where's My Car really easily could have been awesome. And it's no surprise that it wasn't. Yeah. But it could have been good. I don't mm-hmm. know that I've ever actually seen the whole film. No. I've just seen rough. parts of it. I, I have it on DVD. I watched it a lot, but pretty, pretty bad and also offensive. Like wasn't <laughs> yeah. wasn't Harold and Kumar good? Yes. But they're basically the same ingredients. Mm-hmm. So why the hell is Harold and Kumar good and Dude, Where's My Car so bad? I think Harold and Kumar and Bill and Ted have a element of whimsy and like adventure that makes them fun. And yeah. plus, they're very funny as opposed to Dude, Where's My Car just relies really heavily on the trope of being dumb. Instead it kind of has like a weird like a. Seth MacFarlane, I'm going to say something gross and you're going to laugh because you're uncomfortable and not because it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely Dude, Where's My Car? But it also makes me think, what are you doing here, George Carlin? Like, (laughs) the movie's awesome and you're great in it, but why did you ever agree to do this? It looked like such a dumb idea. Well, you would argue that George Carlin probably has a lot of stoner fans and therefore he maybe thought... Hey, this is a movie my fans will like. Maybe. So I'm a good fit, maybe. But there wasn't even that like stoner culture in 89. Mm. I guess it was kind of starting to get started. Dude, there was totally a stoner culture in 89. It was just hidden. 100%. You just weren't the cool kid, Nick, so you didn't know about it. (laughs) I would say that stoner culture has been around since like the 70s. Oh yeah, the yeah, 60s. but it was it was a different. Yeah, sixties was more a, a like adult, different type of deal, but... a different atmosphere. I I just came up with this, and I'm sorry if it's offensive to any of our professional comedian listeners or friends. Oh boy, uh, no, but I'm I Make cover yourselves. your ears, Iffy. I was just trying to think in the in the past. Like I see a lot of like quality comedians just randomly in like just terrible movies sometimes and i kind of feel like because it's you know pro comedians like you do stand up you're a stage comedian and then if somebody offers you a movie you're just gonna do a fucking movie because why not Mm. you know maybe or could it be that we don't know anything about steven herrick 
Was he a stand-up? Does he have a bunch of friends who are stand-ups? Like, when you see stand-ups in terrible movies, is it because they've got a friend who's been working up with them and turns out they're not I, great, but they're still like, oh, I got a movie. My guess is it's the promise of being able to have more creative control, right? Mm. Like, these movies... Oh, it's a movie based on comedy. You can get in there. You can improvise. You can make it funny. You can have a lot of influence. Maybe. Like, that would be my guess. Like, that would be the appeal if you're a comedian. Like, you're not a script writer. You're not going to write a feature-length film. Tell me how you feel about that after watching this movie. Yeah, I don't (laughs) see a lot of opportunities for George Carlin to improv in this. He's not working his comedic muscle here. Yeah. He's more playing a serious role. Yeah. Well, maybe that was the appeal. Step outside of comedy. Had he done films before this? Not much. Welcome to our George Carlin conspiracy theory podcast where we try to discover what was George Carlin thinking. Maybe he was just fucking high at the time when he agreed to the film. It's like, sure, whatever. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. So I guess we've kind of got my expectations and Brett expectations here. What do you think, Sam? Um... I think I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to say this is going to be like a cinematic masterpiece, but I think it will be fun. But it'll be a musical masterpiece. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Ew, I mean, stop. stop. Don't interrupt cool. me with that shit, man. Come on. Anyway, yeah. I'm excited to watch it again, but kind of middle of the road with my expectations. That's fair. What do you think, Ash? Um, I think I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm not I I'm not sure if I can vouch for it holding up at all because I just don't honestly remember much mm. about this movie. What I remember is the second one. And the second one is the one that I love. I wanted to talk quite a bit about the second one, maybe after we see yeah. it. Because I also love the bogus journey. Yes. Wait, and this isn't the bogus journey? No. The excellent adventure. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, fuck this. <laughs> uh, so that's the one that I remember more of. I don't remember much of this one. And I watched the trailer for it for like just a few seconds. And I was like, whoa, I really don't remember this movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> and, and all logic demands that the second one would be a super steaming pile of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow it's fantastic. It's I don't really great. It. Um, so I, I think it'll be fun. I feel like I'll have fun watching this no matter what, because even if it is a bad movie, it would be mm. like so laughably bad. It would be hilarious, you know? So, uh, but the other thing I distinctly do remember that has like nothing to do with the actual film is the stage yes. performance that Universal yes, Horror Nights would put on, up. which was That's so That's the garbage great. that this should have been all the time. Well, but that w- wasn't the Bill and Ted thing good, though? I'm going to sh- shake my thinking? head no Who are you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, the Bill and Ted thing was bad. It was, not, right. o- it was not only terrible in, in quality, but like really racist yeah and they tried to like shoehorn in all these like uh pop culture things that's right so at at some theme parks (laughs) they've got live shows actors doing some live show and this was at universal studios bill and ted's whatever adventure 
yeah. live stage show. And it was basically they cherry picked all of these concepts that had been on it was YouTube like, for the past year. Yeah, recent events of the past year of YouTube that they would tried just... to stitch a story around it with Bill and Ted, and it was the it did not worst. Work. I remember you were so mad when we walked out. Oh, I was furious. You were so mad. And it just, it wasted so much time. We were there for horror nights and it was like taking an hour and a half and lighting it on fire. (laughs) So they learned from that and replaced uh, anything with words with the Jabberwockies. These guys just dance and move around and wiggle and you you look at those guys move around. Mm -hmm. And like, who who can be offended by that? Good show. It's pretty good. Wait, okay. Brett literally just said guys dancing around and wiggling and jumping around and you said that sounds like a good show that's a testament to how bad the bill and ted show was <laughs> jabberwockies is pretty entertaining know. like i don't think i'm the target audience for them but it seems like that would be a good show i hear that it's like stomp yeah. no, it's break dancing yeah oh okay so that's what we're expecting <laughs> from bill and ted break dancing i don't know if we should play this game but do any of you have a favorite historical figure from this movie that you're excited to see oh not enough memory yeah. i don't remember them isn't, enough isn't abe lincoln in this yes that's the only one Napoleon? i remember did you say hey blinken i said abe <laughs> no i said hey blinken <laughs> who'd you say sam uh i said isn't napoleon in this that's my boy Okay. I love me some Napoleon in this movie. <gasps> if they remade this and put, um, what's his name? The Hamilton guy? Oh, Lin-Manuel Yeah. He's Hamilton. so great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure from 1989. Insert we're- guitar sound. <laughs> so we're going to pause the recording, watch the movie, and let you know how we think. How we think. <laughs> Party let on you Wayne. know how our brains operate. Let you know what we think. I don't think we can continue with this. Excellent. It's like someone's terrible ringtone. Party on, dude. What did you guys think of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure? It was all right. Was it excellent? (laughs) I don't know if it was the most excellent. I heard some laughings going on. It was funny. Freud. Yeah, Freud and his little hot dog. Yeah. Oh my god, the that corn was great. dog. Yeah, there's stuff like that that I did not notice before, and yeah, that's pretty great. When when in the mall, Sigmund Freud walks up holding the corn dog mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. Billy the kid is talking to the girls. Yeah, we just watched it. I'm just kidding. Just well, kidding you, you know, I want to give people listening to the show context. <laughs> I'm just teasing. So I totally get why uh, George Carlin was in this movie. Okay, uh, beca- do you elaborate because. Making a movie about a universe where um, everything that's ever happened has actually been unimportant, and the only thing that matters for the uh, the human race is two stoners history test is George Carlin's yeah. uh, fucking idea of spirituality. Well, I would say or spirituality, fucking, but like truth. <laughs> yeah, this was like the most Keanu of Keanu. Yeah. Yes. When Sigmund Freud analyzes him and he gets up and he's. Whoa. And I'm curious to know if his his woe in the Matrix is as Keanu as the woe in Bill and Ted. I think it's a little more subdued. I think it's more of like a whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of I like know a, Kung Fu. I want to yeah. answer your question you asked initially, uh, which was what's your favorite historical figure? 
And mine is totally Billy the Kid. I thought he was great. Or Beethoven. Beethoven was pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. Really? Beethoven? He was like... He didn't really do anything. Uh, he like rocked out in that music store. Yeah. Freud and his, what is a geek? Yeah, that was pretty great. Though yeah. Napoleon was pretty awesome too. Napoleon, I think, was yeah. the best part. He's just like an ass, which is, I that's Napoleon. Yeah. Yep. I like when he's like in the presentation, like describing the whole battle of Waterloo. And mm-hmm. Ted's like... I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah, it just like fucking knocks all the pieces around. Him, Napoleon at the water park was probably yeah. one of the best parts for sure. Like grabbing little kids and yeah. like moving them so he can go on the slide. Mm-hmm. Or there's even one part where he like grabs this girl on his way running up and he's like, you know, it's a, we don't hear the audio, but he's like clearly like saying something like, have you done this? It's amazing. You know? Yeah. He's so excited. <laughs> I just love that the water park was Waterloo. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. I didn't notice that. Oh. Yeah. A lot of good jokes in this. Yeah. It was pretty funny. So one of the things that most surprised me when I first moved to Southern California is that San Dimas is a real place. <laughs> oh, is it? Interesting. I, I yeah. always assumed that was something that they made up for this movie, but San Dimas is real. Yeah. It's probably not that exciting. No. It, could, it could just as easily have been a made-up place. Like, there's yeah. nothing important about being San Dimas. Yeah. I wonder if it's, like, the writer's hometown. Because there was an awful lot of, like, San Dimas is awesome, you know? San Dimas High School football rules! Yeah. <laughs> but every okay. high school is like that. Yeah. I mean, we grew up in Napa, and they were like, we had two football teams. And they were like... My football team's better than your football team. No, uh, mine's better than yours. You know which high school wasn't like that? The one well, that you went to. Yeah. You don't fucking count because you had to apply to get into your high school. The rest of us plebes Apply were... is a loose term. They pretty much accepted anybody. Well, you had to express interest. Yes. <laughs> yes. You went to a cool high school. The rest of us plebes went to a high school where they care about football. <laughs> Except for Nick, apparently. No, and I don't think they cared about football, or I extra didn't care. To the point <laughs> Again, where I, it's something Nick didn't know. Yeah, he wasn't I just part of that built crowd. Walls. <laughs> I had no idea. Hey, barking dogs! <laughs> so before we were talking about how this should be a trash movie. Hmm? Um. Uh oh. I'm gonna one, cut you. one of those one of the scenes was definitely like should have been the most garbage scene, which is uh, Bill and Ted go to the future. Right. Yes. Yeah. It absolutely w- should have been the worst thing in the movie. But it's inspirational and it's it's their completely bewildered looks. Yeah. It, it, it makes this what the scene was supposed to be into a mockery of what the scene was supposed to be, and it's brilliant. It also helps that as, you know, as as dumb as they are, they're very nice. They're kind, yeah. generous yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And that really helps. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. yeah is that like a, a, like a movie stereotype or like a character stereotype? The very uh, well-spoken idiot? Because they were, they were very like, you know, most excellent. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like Joey. It, it almost almost yeah. talking fancy, but not. Yeah. 
we cannot have a Triumph video unless we have Eddie Van Halen on guitar. Why did you say cannot? But also the song in that scene, if you like listen to it, you could imagine Keanu Reeves being the singer. Like that sounds like it could be his voice. It it might have been. I don't know. I hope they went that far. I've never heard Keanu sing anything ever, so... I'm sure we can YouTube that. Also, I know they cut away, but I really kind of hope that George Carlin could rip on the guitar really hard. Cause, I don't think that was him. Because no. whether or not, yeah, it, whether or not it was him or not, uh, the the hands matched up pretty well with what was supposed to be being played, which never happens when mm. when they do a close up on on guitars. There is this amazing scene in Star Trek: The Next Generation. You remember how he gets the flute? Picard yes. gets the flute. Then later, there's this completely separate episode where he gets a girlfriend. Like, yeah, she works on the that. ship. Yes. And the way they bond is she plays piano and he plays the flute. There's this amazing scene where it's framed, where Picard, it's Picard's face, flute in his mouth, some other yes. dude's hands oh holding the flute and doing the finger on the flute. And Picard's just bobbing his head <laughs> as he's playing. <laughs> And once it registers that those are not his hands, it is the creepiest, <laughs> most funny thing. <laughs> it's so wow. good. Wow. Oh, I don't want to go back and watch it. Yeah, I really do. So it's it's hard to take this movie seriously at all because what the fuck yeah, are yeah, you talking what? about? <laughs> what Please continue. Continue. I'm just saying it's hard to critique this film because it doesn't take itself seriously. So it's okay. ha- I feel like gotcha. I feel like basically there's there's <laughs> serious like s- plot hole problems and issues oh, like Don't yeah. forget the trash can, dude. Yeah, or like I just rolled out of my armor. Right. You know, like but it's, it's hard just- to even make th- pick that apart because the whole film isn't taking itself seriously. The way you said that, like, yeah, it's I hard think. to take this film seriously is like a guy saying, we should do a documentary about how McDonald's is unhealthy. Like, <laughs> well, f- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's a lot of movies that don't take themselves seriously. And I think the best example is the one we were ripping on in the first half, which is Dude, Where's My Car? Mm-hmm. There was no seriousness taken in that film. Uh, and yet... It was uh, the fucking dumpster fire, and mm-hmm. I think they they kind of went into it with maybe the same attitude. But like, what separates this from that? You know. Well, like I said in the beginning, I think it's whimsy and like factual, funny jokes. They like they live in the cartooniverse. Yeah, like the the reason why the trash can, even though it is unbelievable, still works is because. They've just kind of like broken all the rules because they just don't really, you know, take any of the rules seriously. So it's like if I were to nitpick it, the trash can and the and the rolling out of the armor just seems so unbelievable. But it somehow it still works because the film just doesn't, you I, know. Yeah, I think it's the way it's set up. Like I've heard... Like Marshall Vandruff talk about the Princess Bride, how in the beginning the grandpa says, and even a miracle will happen, and that's why, like when a miracle happens, it's it makes sense. So the starting point in the movie is in outer space, mm. like with these future aliens. So it sets the tone of like ridiculous, untrue things can mm-hmm. happen. 
So it doesn't feel out of place. Yeah, and they kind of like slowed you into the complete zaniness because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I've rolled out of my suit is like one really weird, unbelievable thing. But you're just like, all right. Yeah. And then, but then like by the end of the film, it, that whole chase sequence is just like, a trash can falling out of the sky or not the sky it was just the ceiling the ceiling yeah <laughs> yeah so like future ted is up in the ceiling like black widow i guess yeah cans. like or or the fact that that they have someone running these lights for them during their yeah that's you know, all goofy it's all over the top i think and that's that's why it works is because the whole movie is very over the top. Like the yeah. aliens are wearing mm-hmm. these sunglasses. It's funny. And... Aliens? I'm sorry. I guess there aren't aliens. I mean, I, I, that's cool if that's what you're thinking. I never thought of them as aliens. I thought of them as aliens. Yeah. In I'm... the beginning of the film, I thought they were. I mean, are they Time Lords? Yes. Well, they kind of did a thing about, you know, th- in the future, we're like friends with the whole yeah, galaxy or whatever. Trails, household pets. And, you know, any anything that humans can interact with, they will fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Brett. I think, Nick, you bring a good point, though. We need to address the elephant in the room that this film stole so much from Doctor Who. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that whole intro sequence is, you know, there's a TARDIS and it's getting the chameleon circuit applied to it. <laughs> and it turns into the phone booth. Also, all of the, like transferring between time zones was very Doctor Who. Well, at least new Doctor Who. I haven't watched original Doctor Who, so I don't know what their you transitions. Mean the traveling in time? Yeah. Yeah. Time periods, not time zones, because time zones are also a thing. T- oh, time yeah. periods. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That was crazy when they went to central time. Anyway, yeah, when they traveled between the different decades and years and such. That was very Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's totally. a lot of Who stuff in this movie. I definitely have to say that, and I mean, I don't have a lot of memory of the second one, but I still very strongly feel that I like the second one better mm. because of the Grim Reaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was so great. Yeah, that was fantastic. They had... A cool cast of characters, kind of like what you said about Beethoven, is like the only one that really felt like they were doing anything was Napoleon. And even then, I felt like they could have done more like with with him and the other characters like they could have, you know. So what I like about the second one is the Grim Reaper kind of like travels with them. And he's like this third character that just adds a third dynamic to the group, which I think is great. Yeah. Um, And then that weird alien station. Do you remember I that? I don't remember much. Yeah. yeah. I just remember really liking the Grim Reaper. And he yeah. has like a... They have he, to win he, a game against him. He has like a funny accent, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Well, I think they were trying to do... Oh, man. Okay, what's this movie? And by funny, I just mean funny choice for the Grim Reaper. Yeah. But I think it's a Swedish movie where it's he plays chess against the Grim Reaper. Mm. No? I don't know. Nobody remembers this? Mm. Uh, I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it. I'm, I'm going to get there. But, you know, it's like, even, because the other thing that I would pick apart in this film would be that the women were kind of the prize. Yeah. But even the fact that the women were the prize, I have to say, is the right choice for this film because of who those characters are and, like, you know, it's... It's 
just like somehow still kind of works because it's this like 80s feeling film of you know rock rock and roll and like for the rock star the goal is to get the women and you know like yeah no i mean i feel like it they could have spun it just a little bit differently to like not make it so weird like it was just weird because the like alien or future guy went back in time and took them and like literally gave them like prizes that Mm -hmm. was like the way it was set up it could have been like hey like they wanted to come to your future time so they didn't have to marry these guys like they really liked you and they chose to come and plus they're gonna be in your band like yeah that would have been a little bit cooler like it's it's, I, I think as far as the really flimsy logic in this movie goes, though, yeah. they set that up, like because yeah. mm-hmm. that was the whole that whole sequence was like, oh, the princesses totally dig us, and then mm-hmm. like they had to leave. Uh, so at least it wasn't yeah. just like, here's two chicks that we grabbed for you. That, that's like, true. Yeah. Like I mean, they weren't random chicks, but it, like it's just a little subtle thing that could have made it a little more modern. Speaking of appropriate for the time period, uh, but the reverse super inappropriate i guess for today their their bro hug with the oh yeah with the what the fags yeah they hugged and then called each other fags oh yeah yeah. that brings me to something i was really thinking about recently because luna and i just watched blues brothers before going to chicago and there is stuff that is disturbing Really? So in this movie, in Bill and Ted, Billy the Kid on stage in a high school pulls out a gun, shoots a light. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. But should have been tackled and sent to jail immediately. But stop and remember this. In Blues Brothers, there is a group of Nazis who won their court case and were having a Nazi demonstration in Chicago. There were protesters there. Crowds of people nearly violent yelling at the Nazis during their demonstration. And Elwood drove his car into the crowd. Oh, no. This happened in Blues Brothers. (sighs) Yeah. And it's hilarious. Every year before this year, it's hilarious. Isn't that disturbing? Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. Way to bring us down, Nick. Yeah. And also Carrie Fisher the whole time chasing them with like missile launchers and automatic weapons. <laughs> I forgot Carrie I Fisher. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember much of the movie. Wow. We were so, saving it for crazy. the podcast. We were saving yeah. it for the podcast, but then you <sighs> betrayed well, us. Sometimes whatever. you have to watch movies. Uh, you never have to watch a movie. It is a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Hashtag did not they, all movies. Did they fucking clockwork orange you and hold your eyes open yeah. and strap you in a chair to watch it? Was well, Luna like, sit the fuck down, Nick? We're watching this film. Or rather, are you actually going to go to Chicago and not watch Blues Brothers? Uh, yeah, I'm, we did it this year already. Well, then you are dumb. <laughs> We've let Nick down. Anyway, that's super fucked up. Yeah. And like... I don't even I don't even know like I can't even form an opinion right now of of your story like it's just shocking. Yeah, it's yeah. it's weird how Is things change. Is it like change. they swerve and miss the Nazis well, and go into the crowd instead? Well, no, they drive into the crowd of Nazis and Nazis jump into the river below. Oh, so it's so, not like they avoided the Nazis. 
no, 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 headed it, towards it, the Nazis. Yeah, it was like intentional. Mm. Well, no, like in this case, it was Elwood driving at the Nazis. Gotcha. But the whole picture of, you know, a Nazi demonstration, yeah, with crowds, it turns violent, a card plows into it. It's like it's hard to watch the end of uh, Fight Club. Yeah. When they mm. knock down the buildings. It's. You know, at least they emptied those buildings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Th- things are now, like, these visuals are quite a bit different now. Mm-hmm. But also, Billy the Kid shooting a gun in the school uh, was a bigger woe moment years ago. Like, like it, it, there was a time when it, whenever, like, something like that happened in a movie, and it was just like, oh, fuck. But, like... Even though there's still more school shootings, I feel like the farther away from Columbine we get, like, Um, horrifyingly, the more normalized that imagery is. Mm. Yeah. There was Mm. literally a school shooting, like, one or two days ago. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is the bringing down podcast. We we need Bill and Ted to save our society. So, other stuff that meshes with today... uh, so you guys have heard this this uh, science theory uh, th- that they call it. This is our science. Uh, this this movie fully fits into a, uh, a current like w- what is the universe theory, which is we're living in a simulation because they didn't go back in time. They went they went on the circuits of whatever fucking computer they were in <laughs> and ran a past program exe like. <laughs> They what they, they did the was back website. they yeah. loaded up the screensaver and then Bill rebooted and the the 90s screensaver and traveled through the 90s screensaver. But they were like really clear about these are the circuits of time. Mm. Like they live in a computer. It's that's that's the simulated reality. So Whoa. he was really just in the matrix the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Keanu, never left. Keanu's Whoa. every role is the matrix. Wogasm. This is this is Keanu's character before he got plugged into the matrix. It's a, this it's is his origin the story. Yeah, the origin story. I love it. Whoa. Did we cuz we never did we ever we never learned Neo's name. Real person name, right? Yeah. Oh, Mr. Uh, Anderson. Mr. Anderson. What's his first? I don't remember. He probably, probably said Tom. it. Not, not Ted. Ted. Ted Theodore Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the like added sound effects, which I think also helped make it feel cartoony. And Like when mm-hmm. Ted hit that medieval guy over the head and he had Tweety Birds. Yeah. yeah. Or like the guitar sounds oh, yeah. or just like, <laughs> yeah, various different fun they went really over the top when they did the outhouse guy. That was oh, <laughs> so yes. over the top. I really like that. And I remember it being, look out for the horse shit, Ted. Oh, yeah. But he said, crap. look out for the horse crap, Ted. Mm. Mm. Couldn't say shit yet. That's so, another but they one left Fag so in there. This, this movie has two lines that I find myself saying a lot that I shouldn't say because there's no context. And look out for the horse shit, Ted, is something that I say. <laughs> And insanely, San Dimas High School football rules. That just <laughs> you do like say I'm that really, a lot. I'm really into San Dimas High School. <laughs> Which gets creepier the older you get. It's such a great line, like, when you're completely, like, nervous and confused and you don't know what to say. San Dimas High School football rules. Speaking of creepier, the older you get, uh, fucking Hello. the the dad. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh yeah! <laughs> now he's like, get out of your room in your own room. Oh. Yeah, gross! 
It's so <laughs> gross. It, it was gross, but at the same time, like kind of accurate for the time and place. Sure. Really? But, Do you think I mean, somebody would in their kids' room? Oh, but but I mean, oh. like the divorced father hooking up with the much younger girl. Oh yeah. Who went to school with his son? I mean, aside from the age difference, they actually had like a very healthy relationship. Like they both <laughs> yeah. went to the kids' presentation. Yeah, and they're like cheering and him on. And then they're like so happy for him. Like, well, healthy relationship with each other. Yes. But definitely not with their kid. I mean, she uh. was trying really hard to be a good mom. <laughs> Well, she like brought him snacks. She made him do his chores. She drove them everywhere. She, she did drive him to everywhere. the mall. Oh, you have a point. Then to the water yeah. park. Then yeah. back to the mall. Then to the police station. Then yeah, to the high it's actually but really like, because of her that they even succeeded. Yes. Yeah. And like she set boundaries. Well, like she wouldn't drive them until they did their chores. So his dad's just a creepy, creepy dude. Yes. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not disputable, but. Have your parents ever gone for it in your bed? Oh, God. I don't want to know. Stop. (laughs) Definitely stop. (laughs) Yeah, they could. You're welcome. I mean, as most of these older films, they could have handled women better. Like, why does Joan Arc, why have Joan of Arc, like, into aerobics for some random reason? Because she went to the 80s and immediately developed body image issues. I, I think okay. they ran out of stuff to do with some of those characters. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's unfortunate she couldn't... Like, she I, could have done the scene that Genghis Khan did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would totally. have been way cooler. Oh, okay, but, like, reading into maybe the things she did do in this movie a little more, uh, she sees uh, uh, what appears to be, like, a class of all women led by a woman uh, being athletic. Like, that's probably yeah. the dopest shit. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll Either that or if there had been a chapel in that mall. That, yeah. That, that was the thing something. I was thinking. It was like, obviously, if there was like a God stuff store, whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah, God stuff yeah. store. God stuff store. Yeah. I think that is what they're called. <laughs> God stuff. I mean, I think what would have sold it just a little bit better is if, like, instead of immediately going into the 80s aerobics, she started like teaching them fight moves. Yeah. Like yeah. that. That would have made more That would have made a little bit more sense. Yeah. At least they did have. During the the school presentation, she was doing the fighting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But somehow Alex Winter was able to fight. Like, Mm -hmm. how is that a demonstration of her skill if some random dopey high school guy? Again, you can't apply logic to this. I mean, unless she's teaching him to fight on stage. My theory is that, that they skipped their presentation and then learned all that shit. And, and then went was, back in time. And then went back in time and did the presentation. But then, because okay. there's no way they had enough time. But he's, I yeah, know. But the they said in the beginning, the clock in San Dimas still runs the same. Oh, they did, didn't they? But you know, they went to one million BC San Dimas. They could have like, and Future Ted was able to come back and fucking drop a garbage can on his dad. <laughs> Somebody oh, dropped a garbage were, can. We don't know. Who they were crossing was. all over their timeline. Yeah, but I yeah. see what you're saying. Like their real time was still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy how they crossed over to the beginning of Encino Man. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was gonna say it almost feels like Encino Man is just the you know the it's next chapter. Yeah. Definitely. So one of the other things I think that really sold this movie as like quality content instead of 
the the trash movie is uh the actual plot that they came up with where i feel like a worse movie would have been like a time traveling movie but this really wasn't a time traveling movie this was a let's kidnap history movie <laughs> and most of it took place in San Dimas. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh. true. And like the one that the, the try hard movie would have been like, ah, oh, like two, two stoner dudes go back in to old times and like hilarity while they're like, you know, whatever. And they would have been like a weird, unfunny period piece. But mm-hmm. no, this was just like, let's fucking kidnap Abraham Lincoln. Like, <laughs> and also, It would have been the D and D movie is what it would have yeah. been. That would have been rad. I'm super no, the impressed. The D movie is not good. It's not yeah. good. No, I thought you were saying it would be a D and D movie. No, I, I was saying there is an actual D and there is an actual D and D movie, and it's uh, horrible. Mm. I'm super impressed that their presentation was a really good presentation for the assignment. It was how would specific historical figures react to San Dimas. Uh-huh. Of okay. modern day. Mm-hmm. Which and they made, answered it, that a question for every single one. Which made dropping them off at the mall make sense because they were like, okay, go experience exactly. it for a while. Yeah. That was all essential to the assignment. Yeah. Like they did a really good job on this assignment. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> like that. they earned that grade. I mean, yeah. it certainly was more fucking entertaining than the other students with their shitty, boring. Yeah. God, like every single action is so central to the plot. They yeah. never really. Oh, it's, wow. It's a tight plot. And yeah. Like, There's even the scene, the one scene that I thought was garbage, but again, it was needed for the plot is they're in the suits of armor and they start like playing Star Wars sword. And I was yeah. like, this is the moment where the film became trash. Like you guys <laughs> shouldn't have hung on this this long. This shouldn't have been a thing. But then they had to do it so that he fell down the stairs. Yeah. And then like they, they've got the. Uh, the horse carriage with the phone booth behind. Mm-hmm. In, in yeah. the, and of course, Billy, the kid can drive a horse carriage. Uh huh. You know, oh, like, yeah. this stuff makes sense and it works. It's weird. The other thing I like is I feel like it's really easy to treat a character that you couldn't communicate with from the past, like a total idiot. And they didn't do that except yeah. with like Genghis Khan a little bit, but like oh, Sa- the Twinkie thing. Yeah, Genghis Khan was definitely the dumb one. But, like, you know, with So Crates, So Crates, they definitely, like, you know, he was was an intelligent individual, and it wasn't, like, it felt like they were going to go that direction when they told Billy the Kid to, like, babysit him, (laughs) basically. But there was no uh, revolving door scene with with any of them. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) So... Yeah, no, totally. They they really played that well. I think what what we're all saying is this was a very well written movie. Surprisingly, yeah. <laughs> Why are we all saying that? What? Because <laughs> it it I watch the trailer. It looks like a dumb movie. Yeah, yeah. the trailer it looks like garbage. Trailer doesn't look great. I mean, I don't think it's the best movie ever, but I definitely I, think it's entertaining. Yeah. You know, and it was fun. I think there's problems but you 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 just sort of go along with it you know i mean like the whole yeah dude let's let's remember after our presentation to go back two days and steal the keys and put them right here behind the sign like yeah i just 
I shouldn't have liked that scene, but I oh, really liked it. Best. It's almost it's so like funny. It's almost like, and maybe I'm just saying this because we just watched it, but we were just watching the newest season of Rick and Morty, where it's mm-hmm. almost like Rick and Morty, where there's dumb shit happening, like yeah. butts farting on screen, but it's so funny for some reason because it has you know this clever, clever butts yeah. farting on screen. What well, what really makes the keys thing clever and not just like we wrote ourselves into a corner is. There was a whole scene about how, oh yeah, like the dad was accusing him of stealing the keys, and he's like, "I didn't fucking steal the keys." Yeah, and and then he did, and yeah. like, and also well, how it's pretty solid reasoning and use of the time machine. Yeah, like it all works. Well, also, like the way they set it up too is like it's a plant and a payoff. Like it's mm-hmm. a well thought out story plot, though in the moment it seems like it isn't. But- See, the if it was a. a I'm not going to rip on Stephen Moffat. I'm going to cut out that. Uh, it, it, <laughs> yeah, this is becoming the hate Stephen Moffat podcast. But okay, okay but but this, I guess that's the only example I have is like if it was a Doctor Who episode, there would have been no previous setup. Yeah. And he would have been running around and he's like, uh, oh no, we're like in a situation that we can't get out of. Uh, but if I knew I was going to be here in the future and we make it out of this, I would have left the keys right here. And like <laughs> it wouldn't have, it would have just been random and oh, that shitty. That scene is exactly in when they're in the museum after the Pandoricum. And he's Spoiler like, alert. I need a mop, and like the mop appears. Stephen Moppet. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, that that scene you're describing is Moppet absolutely in, in there. Yeah, so it's like the difference between it, you know, it's, it's setups and and just randomness. Uh, so I think it worked really well in this. I will say though, Keanu's dad is the worst. Fuck. character in the movie he's a terrible dad i mean I, I enjoyed him though like in the end when they're going to the school and the two dads are fighting oh i wanted to see that, dad fight for uh, that was sure. so fun but i just mean like the writing for his character is so bad like even i understand you're supposed to hate him i get it but i just think he's like Okay, I'll use the example of you always bring up Winona Ryder in Stranger Things having one note. Like, he's so one note. Yeah. Like, he's just completely one shade. Yeah. Like, and so much that he didn't even say hi to his kid when he yeah. showed up at the police station. And it, He's he, not even like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? He just walks in and he says, pack your bags. Pack your bags. Like, there was an opportunity at the end of the presentation for him to realize, oh, you know, he just mm-hmm. did a good job. But... They didn't take advantage never, of that yeah. opportunity. He's just like the most shallow, unfleshed out character. Yeah. He's a means to an end. But we did get a good analysis of him from Freud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what are our final thoughts on this excellent adventure? I really like this. This was a good movie. Um, it's one of those things where uh, I think... It, what sticks with me, actually, just because I can't let go of small shit, is that they that they were making the gay jokes in that one part, yeah. and it's just like in in a pretty much uh, otherwise like really clean family I, fun movie. They had like that one really mean joke in there, and then like the the women, the women is prize, prize yeah. thing at the end. Right, so here's a question, and it's not something I'm taking a stance on. It's just an interesting thought. Is that a problem with this movie? Or is that a symptom of a systematic problem that existed in the 80s and that that was normal behavior in the 80s? Is that the problem? It was definitely normal behavior, but like... I feel like the fag line in particular, like, 
is very out of place because these two characters, I I don't feel like that line was right for the characters because these two characters are, their whole motto is be excellent to each other. And like, they clearly really like each other and they're really good friends. And and they spend the whole movie touching bodies in the freaking time machine. And otherwise they're really nice to each other and they never call each other names or anything. Like it didn't feel like, a right decision for these characters like an average teenage boy of that era era i understand but these these guys in particular didn't feel like they would ever say that yeah. that's interesting i i disagree because that was so normal i know i said stuff like that as a teenager and it's just how the world was how the world was when you didn't stop and think about how bad that was it was probably just completely normal behavior to them. Like, you know, that was in Police Academy. It's like, you know, what was it? Commandant Lassard thought Mahoney had kissed a guy and that was like completely disgusting and unacceptable. Because mm-hmm. that's just how that was normal to people in the 80s. I don't have the right words for why why it still doesn't fit. But I, I disagree. I, I, I think it was I appreciate just- like those characters don't seem like they would do or say anything cruel. And I appreciate that, but I just don't think that that seemed like a cruel thing. It just seemed like a funny thing to them. I guess it just... At that time and place. To me, it sounds like something one of those football jocks would have said to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that would have fit. But, like, them saying it to each other just feels wrong to me. It it felt like a cheap punchline. I get that, Yeah, I feel like they wrote it in as a joke. Yeah. Like, it was supposed to be funny. For the reasons you said in the 80s, that was yeah. normal. Like, I think it's supposed to be a joke, but it's just not, it doesn't actually fit the characters. And I like, I roll it back to the writer's room because it's not just, it's not, would Bill and Ted high school students say this? It's, there were adults that wrote this movie who decided to add that joke in. Yeah. And I think that's where it's weird. It's not like, if it was, you know, a documentary where kids were walking around, like calling each other fag, like, that was a thing for uh, until like the late nineties. Like people were not self-aware and it was shitty. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but, but adults wrote this movie and that's where it's, that's where it's weird. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a documentary about how kids actually act. Nothing in this movie is about how people actually act. For example, which is an interesting point because this <laughs> is how adults think the Valley kid behaves. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, Look at Encino Man is another film with the same type of characters, and they never, yeah. you know, they, they didn't feel like they crossed this weird line like that. I don't know. And, like you said, it could be we're reacting really strongly to it because to us it feels really wrong. Like, when it happened, Brett and I were both like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm always brought back to that uh, that Todd Glass uh, quote about uh, if if a joke is about the core of what a person is and not you know something more superficial to make fun of, then it's probably a joke that's on the wrong side of history. And if you're laughing just because someone's you know gay, that's not a good joke. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I think that's like one of the that's one of the quotes that's really stuck with me the most o- over the time. And it's like, you know, whenever I see it, it's like a, it's the one thing that'll always bother me about this movie now is it was fantastic except for that one joke 
So, but anyway, that is my overall review of the movie is that I really loved it. And I just wish that one thing wasn't in here. Okay. Two things. Two things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Two things. But more, th- more one than the other, I think. But because the other one is just like, you could handle that differently. But this, that was just well, a joke. Well, here's the difference is that we're still not over the second thing. Like it's yes. still commonplace to us now in storytelling for women as women prizes, to mm-hmm. women yeah. to be objectified. So it doesn't feel as bad. Yeah. As a woman, we're, it we're, feels worse. I know you and Ash like, were just like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it's, it's the, um, it's like a micro aggression is what I've yeah. heard. It described as is it's it's a microaggression towards women where it's it's not like in your face aggressive like yeah. the fag thing is but it is an aggression towards women normalizing that attitude mm-hmm. yeah yeah and a little i mean they kind of saved it with them being in the band yeah i know? like that they're in the band i feel yeah. like that definitely at least softened it it's like yeah. cool they got some creative but what I don't like is that they're not on the cover. Of yeah, the they're album. not on the cover. And then the way that the way he says it is like, oh, and I guess have the girls sign it too. I mean, they are in the band. Like, yeah. Why? Like, why weren't they a bigger deal if they're also in the band? Yeah, and they're like, not important in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that part. But I mean, the part bothers me. But it's also Bone Thugs Excellent Adventure. Like, I can't judge it too harshly it's like i said it's like right for those characters yeah in a weird way so it kind of works because it's just like that's what a teenage boy would want is yeah. guitars and women exactly <laughs> but you win a lifetime supply of guitars and women oh no Aww. that's just yeah i i thought this was really fun like i like you were saying just aside from those two things like it was really entertaining. I do kind of wish there was more history time, mm-hmm. but that's just me. Like I, I really like You're genre. Just a nerd. I <laughs> am, and I'm proud of it. I know. If you think about it, if there was a movie where people traveled back in time to Billy the Kid days, mm-hmm. there would be a lot of locations and and a lot of exploration of that space Mm -hmm. but when you go to seven different time periods with seven different scenarios and set designs and that's a lot for a movie that clearly was not a huge budget movie yeah and and a lot for the time like what you have two hours max to do Mm -hmm. all of this like you really only have time for a couple short scenes if that in each location although for for not a high budget movie like like the beethoven scene looked like a pretty well designed like and costumed single set and they were there for 20 seconds i agree however i think that there are standing sets and and costumes that they rent from prop shops Mm -hmm. we were all saying that the bar in the cowboy town looked like something we've seen in 100 movies and it probably is i don't know it doesn't look like anything to me <laughs> you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if they went to some American monument that had stolen the Greek column architecture, mm-hmm. you know, and just shot that scene right there. Yeah, somewhere in San Dimas is all of this stuff, <laughs> right? Oh, that would be hilarious. That would be. It's hilarious. like a plot twist. They didn't actually go back in time. 
I just got high and actually learned all the shit. Just homeless people. Oh my god. I kind of want that version of I this do film. Too. Okay, let's remake it. <laughs> the like smoke clears. And Bill the, like, Ted's Whoa. actual adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we like cut back and forth to them in their bedroom, like like acting out the shit. Wait, would they be wow. would they be high or would they just They're be like high on an acid the trip? Like be on acid too. Oh no, they're definitely at the Circle K. Asking people when the Mongols rolled China. Oh, yeah. You know, messing with people trying to I have just to say, make a phone call. I could not answer that question. Could you? I can now. Yeah, I can now. <laughs> That's funny. You are I, the nerd. I was thinking and I was about to come up with it. And then I realized all the information I got from this movie. Oh, so I looked it up. The that the percentage of the people they tested in, in with the, the relation to Genghis Khan, eight percent of living people in, in that Asia area that they wow. tested. I'm not sure where they tested exactly. That's a in l- Mongolia, maybe. That's a lot. I, I think of it was over a, a wider China. area, if I remember the article correctly. But wow. one man? Damn, how many chicks did he lay a day? Jesus. All he wanted. Yeah. Unless so, there were Twinkies, then apparently, yeah, it was still all that he wanted. <laughs> Every single one that he wanted. Ugh. So yeah, it was Ugh. for me. It was still really good. Like I had seen it recently, so I knew going into it what to expect, and I still really like it. Um, I felt like there was something specific I was going to say. I did really like when uh, he was saying, "You've really adapted to the oddity of time travel very well." <laughs> I just love the the good natured nice mentality from these characters. Yeah, and I think like from the eighties too. There's a lot of like bullying scenes, yeah. mm-hmm. and I like that that wasn't in this. And yeah. I like except that they... for the ice cream shaming scene where they called oh. him a piggy. Yeah, but, even... but that wasn't like a class bully, you know. Yeah. Like there's something about eighties movies that oh, I think yeah. like normalized bullying mm-hmm. even the teacher like you could have written this teacher as like you idiots mm-hmm. haven't paid attention in class all year and i'm gonna flunk you mm-hmm. it's like i'm sorry guys i can't i i i have to flunk you if you can't yeah he seemed this. like he really actually cared about their success yeah so yeah i i liked it i think it's still excellent mm-hmm. ash yeah i liked it um I thought it was fun. Again, I don't think it's like the best movie ever, but I think it was fun. And I'd honestly like to see like a more modern day version of this. I think that would be really fun too. (gasps) With, with, um, Alana and, um, Alana. Alana. Oh my gosh. um, What's her other name? Yeah. The the broad Broad city. City. Broad city. That would be pretty funny. They would be the fucking best. That would be pretty good. You know, there's a lot of talk that keeps coming up. Are they going to do a third movie? Oh, really? And it could be like Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves in the future. And then there's a different set of time travelers. Mm -hmm. And And they just make like the broad city people or they're, they're the George Carlin character basically. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, I, I'm i really interested to watch Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure now because I just feel like I like that one better, but I'm not 100% sure. I still That's enjoyed this stuff. one. I still listen to the soundtrack from Bogus Journey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah some great Steve Vai stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack in this was great. 
Yeah, it was it was kind of garbage, you know, junky eighties movie music, but mm-hmm. it was kind of the best version of that. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah, some of these songs. It was fun. I I do wish those other things didn't happen that we already talked about, but you know. When did this come out? Eighty nine. Okay. I mean, so like the soundtrack stuff and and the thing I, I, I was talking about earlier about, you know, the the weird scene that was made good because it just seemed like the writers were aware of what was of what they were writing and how it was a mature genre. Like the stuff has been done. And so this is their time to like riff on it and, mm-hmm. and do the best possible version of all of this stuff that had been done yeah. so many times by then. Yeah. For yes. sure. So that was Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Woo. Uh, if you excellent. like this. Sh- <laughs> party on. <laughs> Isn't that the wrong movie, Sam? No, they fucking say party they, on. They oh, say party oh, on fuck, to dude. each other and oh party my God. on. Yeah, you're right. That's Take just the same back. thing as Wayne's World. Why is it the same? Because they're all the same movie. <laughs> it's all canon together. Wayne's World is kind of like like us, except, you know, the the media for everyone of the day back then was public access TV. And now it's podcasting. We are Wayne's World. Okay. Party on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyway, if you like the show, it's probably the Last Dash TV Network content. Uh, it's a podcast and a YouTube channel with cooking an show and drinking show. YouTube channel. It's it is a pretty excellent YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> I said drinking show, video game parodies. Ash does things other than that sometimes. Sometimes no air guitar, but fun things. Um, so yeah, and also you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Laugh TV on Twitter, and you can follow this podcast specifically at Let's Rewatch, where we do stuff like we tweeted a poll for this one, so you guys chose it. So thanks for choosing an excellent movie. If you like this podcast, please give us a glowing review on iTunes or Google Play Music. We are half a star away from five stars, and if we make it to five stars. We'll get promoted and we'll get more awesome listeners like you guys. So thanks. And it'll be excellent. So party on, dudes. Yeah. Party on Did to iTunes. Did you just say dudes? Dudes. Dudes. So make sure your podcast feeds are up to date. We'll be doing this every two weeks and we'll see you next time for another episode of Let's Rewatch. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, next time we're going to watch Kenny Rogers in McShane, the final roll of the dice. Oh. My Nana went on a date with Kenny Rogers. Whoa. Hey, what? Did she walk?